0: to conspiracy fears and mysteries and if you're watching this on youtube this is the first video of the podcast even though i'm like 15 episodes in and no 15 what am i talking about 15 i'm more than way more than 15 episodes in i'm a lot more episodes in uh but this is the first time that i'm doing a video part of the podcast so just decided to do the video of the podcast so people like to watch on youtube and It's boring just to have the audio, so kind of have the video. So today we're going to be talking about Jody Arias. And this is a case that is pretty, it's pretty new. It's fairly new. It's fairly new. Maybe I think three, four years old. And again, I'm using my Murder Minute app. And this was written by Jennifer Lewis. This is nothing that I wrote. This is just me reading it, talking about it giving my two cents about this particular case and this particular case is really crazy to me um just because of the whole nature of it and you'll see why as we get into it Well, without further ado let's go ahead and get into it and forget about this quarantine for a second so beautiful and smart Jodi Arias was your typical everyday girl. Born in Salinas, California, Jodi was surrounded by loving friends and family and ultimately seemed to have it all. In September 2006, Jodi met Travis Alexander at a business conference in Las Vegas. Unknowingly for both of them, this would eventually lead to over a year of dating. So uh, this guy, Travis Alexander, was obviously her boyfriend. A passionate love affair, ah. bouts of jealousy and rage. Wow, <laughs> that went. Was that escalated quickly? A brutal breakup, and ultimately a murder that would shock the nation. Now, what's crazy about this murder is I didn't hear about this until my brother told me. This was it was already deep into the trial, and my brother and me. I'm a true crime fanatic and all this stuff and he was like he made a comment like oh my god you know be careful meeting of jody aries and i'm like what are you talking about And then he explained and that's when i looked it up so that's her boyfriend right there the one who ultimately met his fate unfortunately travis a successful salesman and motivational speaker was also a devout mormon he met jody at a conference for prepaid legal services company that he worked for and the two seemed to hit it off immediately that's her that's jody and her boyfriend there i guess they're going ballooning they, they used to do that here they don't do that anymore i don't know why to make the relationship official and to prove her commitment to travis jody converted to his mormon faith in the fall of 2006 becoming baptized into the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and thus becoming an official couple in February 2007. Again, there she goes. Uh, fairly good-looking woman and uh fairly good-looking young man. I guess, I mean, if we, to each his own, you know, whatever. The two were working out along this relationship as Jody resided in California and Travis lived in Arizona. That's not too far away. But Travis' uh, friends... Travis's friends seemed to have a different opinion of the loving couple and thought their relationship was uh, tumultuous. I'm sorry, tumultuous, with Jody's behavior particularly odd. According to them, Jody seemed to obsess over Travis and wanted the relationship to move rather quickly. One of those girls that are, I don't know if they have daddy issues or what it is, but they just get very obsessive. And just me, from experience, the minute I sense a hint of obsession, I run for the hills. I mean, run. Don't even look back. Just run for the hills. They, I, I don't know therapy or nothing. Run for the hills. There they go again. In June 2007, Jody and Travis' relationship took a turn for the worse. Ending in a rocky breakup that would lead to months of stalking. Abuse. Email and social media hacking and more. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's a that's a not so good looking picture. That is kind of only because I know what she did. Even if even if I didn't know what she did, that's still a scary looking picture. Jody was still very much infatuated with Travis and still continued to see him occasionally. It wasn't until December 2007 when Travis started seeing another woman that Jody began to act jealous and erratic. Slashing the tires on Travis's car on more than one occasion. And even going so far as to harassing his new girlfriend with countless emails and phone calls. Jody was not about to give up Travis so easily. Anytime there's a a, uh, significant... Well, they're not significant anymore, but a couple right and you have one of them that is je- or both that are very jealous it doesn't matter jealousy always leads to something bad if you don't neutralize and i don't mean like this neutralize but i mean if you don't uh take care of that situation let me watch what i say and though her jealousy was reaching unruly levels The two continued a physical relationship until June 2008 when both their lives would change forever. Okay, see? He messed up. He continued a physical relationship with her. I'm guessing they were still having sex, but they weren't together, and he was with the other girl. Now, you got a woman like this, or a man, uh, whatever the case may be if you got a girlfriend or boyfriend, a person who is obsessed with you like this, and is still stalking you and everything, probably not a good idea to continue a sexual relationship with them because it could um really alter something it could let them think that there's a possibility that they can be with you there they go again they look like a nice couple in pictures but pictures are deceiving on june 4th 2008 jody was on her way to utah to visit a new man she had been dating but she decided to make a pit stop to Travis's home instead. And according to Jody, embark on a passionate night of intimacy. But Travis' friends were concerned when they couldn't reach him days later. And especially since they were supposed to all leave for a trip together. On June 9, 2008, Travis's friends entered his home, stumbling upon their worst nightmare. Travis Alexander was naked in the shower, dead from a 25 caliber gunshot wound to the head, multiple lacerations to his body, and a final fatal blow his throat had been slit. Do you know that is if I mean if that's not a crime of passion, I don't know what is. Jesus. His friends called nine one one right away and waited for police to arrive at the scene. When they did, they gave them the name of the person they knew was behind the horrible homicide, Jordi Arias. It's crazy. She's a you know pretty, you know this decent looking woman. And the thing is, I'm trying. I'm having trouble say pretty woman, decent looking woman, just because I know I'm not one of those uh, people like a Ted Bundy, you know, fan or, you know, fanatic that oh it's Ted Bundy he's so high, uh, whatever. No. What, I already know what she did, so to me, it takes away anything any of the spice or any of or any of her, her whatever grace she might have had. So but, you know, whatever. When police confronted Jody about Travis's murder, she had dominantly denied any involvement she told police that she was out, out of town visiting a new man she had recently started seeing. But when Travis's friend told police about Jody slashing his tires and hacking into his social media accounts, they kept her on their radar as a potential suspect. A few weeks later, police found a, pe- a key piece of evidence to piece together Travis's final moments Jesus. A digital camera that was found intentionally destroyed. In his washing machine. Oh my goodness! There's the washing machine. I, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, and there looks yep, there's a camera and there's little evidence things, the evidence numbers. Thankfully, the memory card was intact. Guys, you can't. It's not easy. Like unless you hack, um, and I'm talking about physically hack up a memory card. It's not gonna do anything. So. Please don't think you're going to do something if you're, you know, planning on doing anything, which you shouldn't be. Providing police with a series of personal photos taken of Travis in the bedroom and in the shower. Although the photos seem to intentionally capture a steaming night between Travis and Jody, the photo uh, stream gets increasingly more disturbing as images of him bleeding are uncovered, as well as compromising photos of Jody. The last piece of evidence was a bloody palm print found in the bathroom wall. And of course, it fits her hands. I could imagine. A palm print that contained DNA from both Travis and Jody. But just as police were sure they found their murderer, Jody's version of what really happened that night took a bizarre turn of events. During her interrogation, Jody gave police her version of what happened the night of June 14th. I'm sorry, of June 4th. And that was if you again, you're watching this is on uh, that's her in the interrogation room. Jody admitted that she was in fact with Travis at his home and they did spend the night together, but she had not murdered him. According to her, intruders entered his house in an attempt to rob it and kill Travis when he tried to defend his home and Jody. But police did not buy her new story as there was no evidence to confirm. A break in and officially arrested Jody for the murder of Travis Alexander on July 15th, 2008. Is that her mugshot? Wow, that oh wow, she this woman is if that's her mugshot, which I think it is because she's it looks like she's wearing um, the orange uniform. That's a creepy photo. Due to the heinous and cruel ways in which Jody murdered Travis Alexander, prosecutors sought the death penalty, officially beginning with her whirlwind trial on January 2nd, 2013. She looks freaking crazy. Friends of Travis took the stand against Jody, citing her vindictive behaviors and even ex-girlfriends to clear his name of any domestic wrongdoing, despite Jody's allegations. Although the evidence was mounting up against her, Jody took the stand in her own defense, claiming years of abuse at the hands of her parents. Now, I'm not going to defend her in any way. But there's a lot of times when, like I always say, if you listen to my last episodes Uh, of not here on youtube but if you go and listen to my podcast there's always something behind somebody who does something this heinous it's never somebody who grew up in like what you say the quote-unquote normal home you know mother and father no abuse you know just went to school whatever it's usually something that happens but in this case she could be using that also as a kind of a scapegoat you know, to say, oh, well, I was abused, so that's why, you know what I'm saying, so that she doesn't get the death penalty. And even and even of that, from Travis, who allegedly emotionally abused her and on a few occasions got physical. So she says she got abused from her parents and from Travis. Changing her story yet again, she told the jury she had killed him in self-defense. As he attempted to attack her the night of June 4th, 2008, for dropping the camera during their steamy photo shoot jesus by but, prose- but prosecutors as well as the jury didn't buy her new story on may seventh my birthday twenty thirteen Jody was found guilty of first degree murder guilty now she's crying okay i mean look i don't i don't feel sorry for her uh although the court initially pressed for the death penalty again i this time, you know, look, I don't, I'm not just jury or executioner, neither, nobody is. But at the same time, it's like, I don't feel bad when they seek death penalty for people who do things like this, you know. jurors felt it was inhumane, and she was undoubtedly mentally ill. Inhumane. She was obsessive. So they call anything mental. You can say anything, and it'll be mentally ill. I mean, if you make it sound right, they're gonna say mentally ill. And instead of invoke a life sentence without the possibility of parole today, Jody is incarcerated at the Arizona State Prison, where she will spend her final days. And now she's there's a picture here with her true colors. Jesus, the murder of Travis Alexander has gained notoriety through blogs, podcasts, and documentaries, and still captures media attention to this day. True crime fanatics cover the case, wondering how such a beautiful woman could commit such a gruesome crime. But like the old saying goes, even the most beautiful work of art can have its flaws. So again, I got this particular story from the Murder Minute app, Um. And you can download the app in the in the Play Store or in uh, whatever Apple calls it, Apple Apple App Store, <laughs> the Apple App Store. And I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that, but I do get a lot of the true crime from here. Um, a lot of times, I, again, I do get them from shows that I watch. If I see a, a story that, you know, all the stories of true crime Especially the unsolved ones uh, need to be heard. Especially the unsolved ones because you never know if you know someone uh, or whatever. Or you may be, you know, just one key piece of evidence to be able to close a case or whatever. Now, in this case, it was pretty cut and dry what happened. It was just. It was just kind of, you know, this wasn't really... I don't think this was a premeditated thing. I think she went over there and, and like, not to take her side again, things went a little haywire. I don't think he was abusing her. I think he just told her, look, we had sex, but we're not going to be together. And that threw her over the edge. I think that's what happened. It just threw her over the edge. And I say that just because of the way that they described her personality. I think all of us know somebody like that a male and a female where you say something and it just throws them over the edge. These people that are so... With little fuse, short fuses, and you know, and you had the obsessiveness and the stalking and all that stuff, and you know that just adds to it. So, you know, that's the, the that's that's just the nature of the beast. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's all I got for today, man. For this story, join me next week again as I come with more conspiracy fears or mysteries. Don't know if I'm gonna do a doing conspiracy. I may do one. Like, I got a couple of them, I just haven't put them out yet. This is the trial and error of the video to the podcast. It's just it's the same podcast, just in video form. If you're listening to this on Anchor or Google Play or wherever you listen to this, there's a video on YouTube to uh, accompany this podcast. Just to, I don't know why, but anyway. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, and I'll see you on the next smoke.